Welcome back to PR After Hours. I am your virtual bartender, Alex Greenwood, and I'm here to share a cocktail of tips and news and views that can help you achieve success with your PR, marketing, and general business planning every week. More than once a week, as a matter of fact. Most recently, we had a great excerpt from a longer form interview I did on another show with Mike Brown, author and strategist, founder of the Brain Zooming Group. We talked a little bit in that other episode, which is entitled Predicting the Unpredictable. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And I assume if you're subscribing, you've already listened to it. But if you haven't, stop what you're doing and go back and listen to that episode with Mike Brown of Brain Zooming Group and see what you think about the Predicting the Unpredictable. Because we take it a step further in this episode, the Brain Zooming Group helps companies and organizations strategize. They, they, they take brainstorming and make it brain zooming. And it's hard to explain. Uh, I'll let Mike do that in just a moment. But the basic concept is this. They find ways to help organizations and companies find that next big idea or help them lay out that strategy that will serve them not only the next quarter, but the next year, or maybe even years beyond that to come. I'm excited to have a little more of my talk with uh, Mike that we did on Mysterious Goings On. Just see the show notes, more details on getting the entire interview. And uh, we're going to get to Mike's excerpt today that's going to talk a little bit about how they do it, how they get into a room with people, into that place that I call the strategy gulag, and they turn that horrible, everybody get together and come up with the next big thing, uh, which stresses people out, and there's a lot of different traps that can go into that, and how they make it work for the companies they work with. So we're going to have that right after this. Stay tuned. It's empowering. You know, I was reading, uh, and of course, I've got my dog-eared edition of Idea Magnets, uh, Mike Brown's book, Seven Strategies for Cultivating and Attracting Creative Business Leaders. On page 59, uh, attracting many ideas in action here. And and if you don't mind, Mike, I'm going to quote you here. I regularly hear executives say the time their organizations spend considering new ideas is unsuccessful. They're looking for the, quote, next big idea, unquote, and it never materializes. That creates disappointment, frustration, and a resistance to spend time considering potentially innovative ideas. Mike goes on to say, my response is always to expect that the next big idea will be elusive when that aspiration is wrapped into a meeting title and objective. Putting the phrase next big in front of idea sends a clear message. Don't suggest an idea unless it's going to be all caps big. I think that that really stood out to me because I've been stuck in these, uh, I call them gulags, you know, these these horrible <laughs> conference rooms where you're, you're, let's brain zoom on strategy and, 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 and everybody's under so much damn pressure, right, to be brilliant. When you introduce these concepts like you have about about black swans, just adding a black swan to it is like nobody can be wrong about a black swan is what I'm trying to get to here with this. Who is to say that we might have the State Puff Marshmallow Man attack the city? I mean, we don't know. So <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't. But it takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Is that is that right? Is that kind of what you were getting at with that quote that I just uh, dropped there? Yeah, I mean. You know, when I talk about this, whether it's a, a workshop with a client where we're developing strategy or we're, you know, teaching the techniques to people, I say, if if a boss comes in and says, "Let's come up with the next big idea," what what are your big ideas? I said, we all know, the internal conversation in our head is, "Well, I've got an idea," 
but I'm not sure it's a big idea. I mean, it's, I like it. I think it's a really good idea, but you know, if I throw it out there and what if other people don't think it's big and then they're going to look at me and they're going to groan and it's going to be really embarrassing and this idea I thought and nothing's really going to happen. And then they go, yeah, no, I don't have any ideas. And that, <laughs> those instances, that conversation in somebody's head is what kills you know, what may be a really big idea or maybe a possibility that triggers something for somebody else exactly. that gets them to idea. So, yeah, we, we never want to say an idea needs to be a certain thing. Just share pieces, parts, and, and let those be inspirations for other people. And, and the way that we, in essence, get to bigger ideas is to use what we call bigger questions. So a, a question that stretches the boundary, stretches permissions, shuts down really comfortable, familiar options. So somebody has to think about it in different ways. And we can watch the energy and the excitement and the, the size of, of possibilities come out from a group based on the size of questions. And we, we have some small questions that you know, maybe we'll get people comfortable and get started with and bigger questions. And, and we manage the process by the size of questions that we use with a group to, to help them get to what they need to have happen. Do you uh, typically get any resistance when you come in even everybody if you know mike there's nothing off-putting about you know what i love what you said earlier you, you don't walk in and announce we're the experts everybody just settle down we got this you don't do that it's a different rate but do you still have a lot of do you have to how long do you have to typically work on barriers or are people so receptive and ready for you that there's not a barrier when you walk in the room you know, Alex, you, you don't necessarily know going in. And we spend a lot of time with clients talking ahead of time about who's going to be there, managing the mix of people so that it's not all the same executive person, that, that there's diversity, there's different levels of people, they have different perspectives, and talking about what the dynamics are. Um, you know, I did a workshop with a government organization where you know, set up sort of a funny opening and a guy at the very start said, what business do you have talking to us? You Ooh. haven't been the government. You, yeah, you don't understand us. You, you know, what credibility do you have? And I was like, okay, thank you for throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball at my head <laughs> two minutes into this thing. And I explained to him, I said, well, from a corporate perspective, some of the dynamics were different and, and let's get through this workshop. And at the end of it, he's like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, can I buy your book? And this was before the book. Conversely, we just did a gig a couple of weeks ago and the CEO told us our people have never done anything like this. They're going to come in skeptical. They're going to be very suspicious of this. Right. You're going to need to really warm them up however you can to get them to participate. And in that case, we did a thing that I may have done this one. I spoke to a PR group that you had, but basically asked, okay, who in the group are artists? And, if, you know, I think of 32 people, one person raised a hand that he sort of drew things. Right. And I said, well, that's interesting. The rest of you don't think you're artists. I said, who can, who knows numbers? And well, everybody raises their hand. You know, we can write numbers. I said, great. And I taught him how to draw a cartoon based purely on numbers. And they, they were all artists all of a sudden. <laughs> and I used that as the setup to say, you know what? 
I don't need you to be branding experts. I don't need you to be marketing experts. I don't need you to worry about, oh, here's how they probably want me to say things. I said, what I need from you, I need your perspectives. I need your experience. I need your honest sense of here's the good things and the bad things in this company. That's what we need. We're the marketing people. We're the branding people. We'll deal with all the rest of it. And it was fantastic, Alex. They, it was a two-half-day workshop. At the end, at the end of the first day, but particularly the morning of the second, they all gave their feedback, and they're like, "Well, it was great brain zooming. They really helped us." I said, "Look, I said, I can throw exercises at you to help you think about things in new ways." I said, "That's like five percent." I said, "What made the difference here is your energy, your passion, your commitment, your eagerness to see this company improve." And I said, "You guys made the difference. That's the ninety-five percent." So. We just have to be ready with as much prep as we can, but then be ready to flex and adapt to what that group is to, to bring them along so that they feel very comfortable diving in and participating and aren't holding back. I really enjoyed that conversation with Mike Brown of the Brain Zooming Group. He is so eloquent and passionate about finding ways for organizations to get everybody to the table and to make sure that everybody feels comfortable being expressive of their thoughts and their imaginations to remove the barriers that can often get in the way with innovation. So I, I hope that at the very least from this, you are inspired to learn more and go to Mike's website at the Brain Swimming Group and all the links are in the show notes and you can learn a lot more about Mike and get his book Idea Magnets and all of this stuff. And we'll try to have another excerpt of this interview uh, with Mike in the near future because I know he's going to become a fan favorite here on the big show PR After Hours, your weekly or more so cocktail of news, tips, and information to help you with your business. All right. I think it's time for me to uh, get to uh, shaking some other things for some other folks, and I better uh, close down this here episode, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on PR After Hours. Don't forget, if you have a question, just click the link in the show notes and record a voicemail for me. If it's a question I can answer, I'll put it on the show for you. And of course, uh, I'll rattle the tip jar as usual. If you'd like to support the show with a buck or two, always, always welcome from yours truly. All right, I'm Alex Greenwood. Don't forget also to uh, visit AGPR's website at alexgpr.com. We have a big blog with lots of tips and information that goes very deep into a lot of different sectors, especially in PR, marketing, and business management. Until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood. This has been PR After Hour. We'll see you next time.